and welcome to Sammy's podcast. Today's topic will be cartoons, the difference between cartoons in the 70s and the cartoons now. Today's guest is my dad, Richard Wallace. Hi, my name's Dad, and today we're going to discuss what? Cartoons? Yes. Um, what were some of your favorite cartoons as a kid? Favorite cartoons? Well, probably uh, the Flintstones, uh, Scooby-Doo, uh, and there's a list of them. I mean, they just go on. Those are my two favorite ones, probably. Uh, what were the cartoons like? As in the background, music, picture, dialogue? Hmm. Well, you know, I was probably like seven years old, so I didn't pay attention to dialogue. But uh, they were, you know, they were colorful. Um, they were, you know, they weren't like today's cartoons where you have more 3D and more realistic, you know, imagery. Um, but I think the Flintstones and Scooby-Doo... Uh, definitely were vivid and, uh, you know, they were easy to follow. Mm-hmm. They always had some type of, uh, not, I wouldn't say plot, but, you know, a theme between, you know, for each cartoon. Yeah. What was the difference between the cartoons my sister grew up on and the cartoons I grew up on? Well, I mean, the cartoons uh, have evolved so much, you know. Your sister's, what, 12 years older than you? 12 or 13, I can't remember. Yeah, and so, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, probably when she was growing up, they just started, cartoons started getting a little bit more, um, I want to say creative, but <clears throat> they're just more, almost more adult. You know, they, they made cartoons that were uh, driven for an older audience. And there were creative things like Cat Dog and a couple of other cartoons that she watched that you know were like totally different than what I was used to when she was little mm-hmm. as she started growing up and then of course when your brother came along then it got into more of the the Beavis and Butthead and then uh what's the one Bart Simpson all that stuff oh uh yeah the Simpsons yeah the Simpsons and they were like you know the first really mainstream cartoons so there's mm-hmm. like you could see cartoons were starting to evolve and now where you are I mean well even before you they had a yes. thing called Adult Swim which had like cartoons that were really designed for the older crowd but even even the cartoons that were um even with disney you know when your sister was little and your brother than you they continued even in disney did to make the cartoons where they were enjoyable for not just a small young child but for the family like it was something everybody could enjoy so Mm -hmm. animation has definitely changed especially as computers and graphics and all that stuff have changed over the last you know two or three uh decades mm-hmm. yeah spongebob wasn't around when ashley was a kid was it you know i don't think i don't remember if spongebob if it started when your brother or when it was you i can't really remember when spongebob started but mm-hmm. spongebob's another great one i mean even as an adult i i mean i loved you know, beavis and butthead that i mentioned because it was my <coughs> adult and then uh also um Spongebob, I mean, we've watched that together a ton, and mm-hmm. it, it's just a really funny, well, well-written well cartoon. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to listen to one of your favorite cartoons, Scooby-Doo. That was made back, one of the episodes made back in the 70s. What's I can definitely tell how the uh, graphics are totally different than now. Yeah, but knowing that the 70s, you know, things were so much more simpler than considering computers weren't really around for this type of animation. Mm-hmm. Still colorful, 
It's kind of like flat looking. Not really 3D. Yeah. Do you remember this episode when you were a kid? Not specifically, but Scooby-Doo's, like, all of the episodes were like this, where there was, like, a mystery. And, and you know, Scooby-Doo, if you go back to my day, I mean, even in your time, there's been remakes of the, you know, Scooby-Doo the movie, uh, back when your sister and brother were growing up. So, I mean, Scooby-Doo is one of those that's just reached audiences for decades. Oh, yeah. Now, one of the very popular uh, cartoons nowadays is Rick and Morty. It's more for the adult audience, but um, it's really funny and a lot of people like it. What do you think Rick and Morty's about? You know, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. I've never watched Rick and Morty, um, so I don't have any any way to know what the basis of the of the uh, cartoon is, but I mean, if it's anything like some of the newer cartoons that I've, I have come across, I mean, it's definitely more directed to an adult audience or older, you know, teens. Um, and the comedy's a lot more, uh, when I use the word vulgar, vulgar's not like, vulgar for some people or inappropriate or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of uh, cartoons where the, you know, belching and and stuff because of the humor of it, but some people don't like it. I personally like that kind of humor, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll speak to me. I wanted to read you kind of a description of what Rick and Morty is since you don't really know what it's about. Um, after having been missing for nearly 20 years, Rick Sanchez suddenly arrives at daughter Beth's uh, doorstep to move in with her and her family. Although Beth welcomes Rick into her home, her husband Jerry isn't as happy about their family reunion. Jerry is concerned about Rick and a, a sociopath scientist using the garage as his personal laboratory. In the lab, Rick works on a number of sci-fi gadgets, some of which could be considered dangerous, but that's not all Rick does that concerns Jerry. He also goes on adventures across the universe that often involve his grandchildren, Morty and Summer. Um. So that's what it's about. And then here are some of his famous burping scenes that are a lot of people seem to like. Hey Jerry, don't worry about it. So what if the most meaningful day of your life was a simulation operating at minimum capacity? What happened back there? <laughs> Why don't you ask the smartest people in the universe, Jerry? Oh yeah, you can't. They blew up. Fuck yourselves out. Just keep your requests simple. They're not gods. Yeah. <laughs> Beginner's luck. This is one of my favorite cartoons. Like, you know, ever. Well, when I watch this cartoon, it looks like the animation is really similar to, uh, like, an influence from The Simpsons. If you look at the characters and the way they're drawn and the, uh, you know, the design from the hair, just some of the facial expressions, I wonder if there's a correlation between, you know, the person who created Simpsons from, from an art artistic uh, standpoint. Yeah, I know it's one guy who does all the voices. Like, for Morty and Rick, he does the same voice. I'm not sure for, like, everyone. But, um, it probably, it's probably, uh, designed after The Simpsons. So Rick and Morty is kind of, uh, more adult 
kind of cartoon than all the other ones. Well, you can tell the dialogue definitely is directed more. It's not something that, you know, a, a, a parent with young children would want to watch just yeah. because kids watch so you know, many cartoons uh, that the influence, they think, well, prime example, your, your older sister. Now you have a niece and a nephew, and she is the anti-SpongeBob uh, person. She thinks SpongeBob is a bad thing for them to watch. Which I you it's know crazy. I because yeah, I, I remember her telling me that SpongeBob is a violent kind of violent influence, but they watch Avengers and stuff like that. That's exactly way. And, more. and and I think at the end of the day, you know, as a parent, you know, I think it's important to watch, you know, to monitor what your kids watch, obviously, because you don't want your the TV and cartoons raising the kids and creating bad habits. But there's nothing wrong with laughing and and teaching you know, your kids when things are appropriate or inappropriate. Mm -hmm. But I do like the fact that cartoons uh, have evolved uh, to where, like, when I was a little kid, your grandma and grandpa, they, we every Saturday morning it was an event. You watched cartoons. It was like, that's what you did. Yeah. And um, so it was kind of a family thing. But then as time went on, cartoons just kind of took a back seat. And, um, and then I guess, you know, like I said, by the time your sister started getting into, you know, her, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten year old in that age range, cartoons really started with the Cartoon Network, the Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. I think that really, really um, escalated uh, cartoons and the creativity. And then, like I said, you, you can definitely see an influence of The Simpsons, not so much the the dialogue, <clears throat> but the actual animation, the, yeah. the, the way the backgrounds are, the... Just the, the faces, the way they're drawn, the simplicity of some of the stuff. Um, and that's one of the things I really like about uh, cartoons today, too. I mean, just the creativity is unbelievable. Uh, and there's been several cartoons since The Simpsons that have maintained, you know, uh, an audience during primetime television. You would think that back in my day, I would have never dreamt in a million years that would have been possible. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of goes to show you that there's a niche for everything, and obviously... Um, you know, this is one that I can see. I probably, you know, if you guys were still around the house and we were watching, you know, this show was on, I, I know I would sit and watch it with you just because it's funny enough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've never seen it, you know, till now. I had no idea because I don't have any little ones at the house anymore watching cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think about Rick and Morty? Well, I mean, from the brief few minutes that I watched it, like I said, I, I could see where I would definitely... Uh, you know, I could kind of humor in it. Yeah, I, I definitely could just because I mean, uh, I I keep referencing back to Beavis and Butthead. You know, when Beavis and Butthead first came out, uh, you know that truly was kind of crude humor. And me personally, I've grown up uh, with other comedic influences and like radio DJs uh, that are considered you know shock jocks or crude humor, like Howard Stern. So I personally. I enjoy it because I think laughter is the best thing ever, and you just have to keep things in perspective, and, you know, you can't let, you know, crudeness uh, become, you know, a mainstay of how you act. You have to know in certain situations how to behave, period, but I think there's nothing wrong with letting yourself go and enjoying uh, the adult cartoons or the the, the comedy that's a little... Um, shock if you will are a little crude for some people but hey like i said it's not for everybody they can change channel and go watch something else yeah I, mean, I grew up with gumby which is some of the most basic stuff in the world mm -hmm. so you know to see it go from gumby which actually was around when my parents i think were little you know to, to today's cartoons it's it's pretty uh 
pretty incredible to see the change. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your time and coming on my podcast. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks again. (laughs) Thank you.